This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation. Welcome to episode 91 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee. This is our last episode of the year. Can you believe it? Another year. Amazing. We're also proud members of the EduMatch Podcast Network. And I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, and I'm a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. And just as a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. And today's coffee fact is a holiday fact because the holidays are upon us and some people like to spice up their coffee. So we have a recipe for you to try. You can add brown sugar, cinnamon, cloves, and cardamom to your coffee grounds to add a festive flavor. If you're feeling daring, and of course I always am, top it with whipped cream, yum, and sprinkles. We will be including this recipe in our show notes, so we hope you enjoy and let us know what you think. I'm so excited to try that one. Um, I'm a sucker for those sorts of things. Anything with whipped cream and I'm in. And moving on. So tonight's guest is Sissy Lola. We're so excited to talk with Sissy today. And she'll be talking to us about makerspace ideas. So Sissy, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Well, I'm Sissy Lola. I'm from the Fremont Unified School District. I've been a first grade teacher for 20 plus years. I've kind of lost count already. <laughs> um, I have actually been doing Makerspace from the very beginning, before it even was called Makerspace. Uh, But um, let's see, I hold a master's in education. Um, I have a certification of online blended learning through the Alameda County Office of Education. And um, I continue to pursue as much information as possible so I can share with my kids. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sissy. And it's always wonderful when teachers are modeling that lifelong learning lesson for our students. So we're going to dive right in with Makerspace. So I know most of us have heard about Makerspace, um, but why has the movement gained so much momentum in the past few years? Well, I think it's because of the NGSS. Um, We, you know, we do a lot of spiral education meaning different uh different subjects at one time you know for instance um i did something about whales or actually the kids did uh we had a whole unit on whales and from uh there we we actually turned a lot of the stuff into a, a steam project uh to to make it short um they learned about the different kinds of whales. Um, you know, we uh, did some background investigation online and on in books, of course, and visuals and so on and so forth. And um, then um, at the end of our unit, the kids actually created their favorite whale. And they started out with just uh, texturing um, 
a flat piece of construction paper with what I use is a, um, a special kind of paint. Um, I forget the name of the paint, I'm sorry, but it's uh, earth friendly. And uh, they, they mixed the colors, they textured it, and, and then they dried, okay? Then thereafter, um, they pointed to which um, of their favorite uh, whale is. And from there, um, I had sketched out basically uh, the figure of it. And then from there, they used um, the... Uh, the pieces that they uh, actually created, uh, they cut um, systematically into uh, small little uh, pieces, like square pieces, like rectangular pieces. And what they did is they filled in the um, the uh, sketch that I had put in there. That was their different. There was like nine different kinds of whales that they really loved. And from there, uh, they. Uh, created their own whale and uh, it turned out to be uh, an amazing project because it was all uh, used by um, uh, the uh, what is it called the uh, putting it together uh, a it sounds lot. like you had a culminating experience with the students where they kind of integrated all the learning that they had to create a new whale. And did they use the different components that they learned from the whales? Like, you know, this one had baleen and, and, you know, another one might not. I don't know enough about whales to talk about this knowledgeably enough. So did they kind of use all of those um, oh, yeah, components? Yeah. yeah, no, they learned the difference between the two types of whales, the baleen and the tooth whale, of course. And then uh, basically it was a collage that they created out of the textured uh, paint that they cut. And uh, I have a little video on that that I'll attach to um, my resources here. Excellent. Uh, we, it, we would love to see that our, our um our listeners just like to come on and, and see the examples um, that everybody loves to share so much. Um, that that project sounded amazing. So I know that, you know, not everybody can jump right in with some amazing experience like that. So what are some really easy ways that um, teachers can get kids um, working within the makerspace in a meaningful way instead of just going in and building something with, say, Legos? Um, so can you help guide teachers who want to get started in this but make sure that it is meaningful? Well, of course. Um, in my slide deck, I have what we call... Um, uh, it, it starts with your environment, okay? With the environment, you want to have enough space for each one to actually work at. Uh, besides the environment, um, you have to train your kids to uh, work together collaboratively. Um, from there, um, we use design thinking, and uh, that's a whole other program where they start with empathizing some kind of need that has to happen. Uh, but with the whales, uh, we used um, various things like uh, uh, echolocation. Um, we used the, um, the how fast that they one whale can connect to another whale. Um, Mathematical-wise, we used um, like how many nautical miles per se. And yeah, they learned that. And... Um, from there, as a special, as an easy, easy peasy uh, project, I would recommend 
is just using paper. Um, paper and maybe some popsicle sticks and have them create some kind of um, um, a building or uh, something that they can actually use in the classroom. Uh, one thing that I, I also do, I include my parents in the curriculum. I mean, I actually have them do special projects at home that's basically makerspace. Like for example, um, uh, during Thanksgiving, each child is given a huge feather. And even though it doesn't quite look like a feather yet, I have it, um, of course, stenciled out. And what they do is their family and them, supposed to joint effort, is they can use any kind of material they want and create this uh, decorative flower, not flower, excuse me, feather. <laughs> and from the feather, uh, you know, we all put it together by a certain date. And I just put in the little turkey head and the little body and the legs. And it turns out gorgeous. You, you'll see this on my slide deck as well. Another thing that the kids do uh, at home as a family project is they, they create a huge ornament. And again, they can bring in their home culture. They can do all kinds of things with that. In class, however, um, as much as just like I said, using paper and popsicle sticks or uh, getting uh, gum drops and sticking them with toothpicks. Uh, but before you do any of that, you want to start with uh, inquiry. You know, what do they want to find out? What do they want to learn? And that goes back into design thinking. Yes, I'm so glad that you talked about design thinking. I believe we have um, an episode where we did talk about design thinking, and we can always link um, that uh, in our show notes. And Sissy, you did mention, you uh, have mentioned a few times your slide deck. So we just want our listeners to know that your slide deck is full of um, ideas and resources, and that too will be linked in our show notes. So everybody will have access to that as well. Um, so it, I love the idea that you are using simple tools and you're, you're extending it outside of the classroom and you're having the students take it home and interact with their families. Um, what a great way to incorporate, um, you know, the parents within the classroom. Um, so before a teacher goes into their makerspace or creating a makerspace within their own classroom, um, should they have a pre-planned lesson kind of in place in their head? Of course, yeah. You want to definitely, um, you know, plan on specific, what is the goal? You know, just like any kind of lesson plan. And uh, where it takes the kids, because it all depends on, on you know, how they interact and, and share with what they want. Now, if you, you want to limit it to paper, um, you know, like I said, just use basic materials uh, when it comes to, like, what is the goal in mind? For example, uh, how can you hold up um, uh, two um, pieces of objects together as tall as they can without falling? You know, something like, as simple as that. Um, you know, gravity, I know that We've done one, we're building a bridge, although it wasn't really a bridge, but it had pieces of it, and uh, they had to balance it somehow. And they had to use like, um, uh, they used the wooden blocks that I had, um, 
you know, little basic things, simple as, as much as even just paper and pencil or paper and crayon. That's fantastic. So you're just using everyday items to bring the learning, whatever they're learning, be it whales, mammals, habitats, into uh, the classroom. Right. And, you know, the other thing I didn't mention is that I do a makerspace on my own with my family. Like, for instance, this past weekend, uh, it snowed, surprisingly. I had no idea it was going to snow, and it snowed nice and heavy. And so I went out there with my husband, and we kind of had like a, a competition. He was making a snowman, and I was making a snowwoman. He did a different technique than I did. And so, uh, of course, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, bringing those sorts of stories into the classroom allows your students to see that you are continuously learning and you are using like design thinking, um, you know, even in your everyday life. Um, so thinking about the design thinking, how does the makerspace uh, ideas link specifically to the design thinking? Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about how you do the design thinking process along with the makerspace? Sure. Um, I, I went to a, um, believe it or not, a cruise conference by EdTech <laughs> and they had all of us teachers. We, they were given, they gave us a goal and ours was, it was kind of interesting, um, where we had to design some, some item for an astronaut female, um, to, uh, help her with, uh, the sweating, like have a cloth or something, or, uh, you know, because it's, it's a very different environment when we're in the space. So they gave us this goal and we discovered this need. And I didn't realize, but through our discovery uh, and our questioning, um, when you perspire in uh, space, it just sits there. It doesn't float away, which I was surprised about that. And so we came up with creating some kind of a thought, uh, uh, um, a towel or a cloth that um, can actually uh, consume that um, sweat. Okay, so it sounds like you start off with giving like a real life scenario to the students. Right. And yeah. then they examine uh, the problem and possible solutions to that problem. Right. Excellent. And that was our timer. I thought so. so. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we've done our 14 minutes is there and we have one minute for wrap up. So is there anything that you would like to um, final thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners, Sissy? Well, uh, as I said, um, in this makerspace, it, it's always great to have an idea first ahead of time. And then things kind of don't necessarily turn out the way you want it, but it's geared toward a certain goal. And I think that's really important. It's not just a free-for-all. Excellent. Thank you so much, Sissy. Sure, sure. I appreciate your uh, time and um, me sh allowing me to share, and thank you so much. Well, thank you so much for being on, and to our listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment wherever you're listening to let us know. Our comment question is, what new ideas do you have for your makerspace?
Please join us for our next episode on New Year's Day 2020, a brand new decade. Are you ready for it? I know I'm not. Our guest will be Allie Thrower, talking about how she got rid of reading logs. So maybe that will be your New Year's resolution. Tune in to find out. Excellent. I'm so excited. I can't believe it. It's another decade, 2020. Crazy. So to our listeners, please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you liked the show, and of course you do, please rate us and leave a review on iTunes so that it's easier for others to find us. And please remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest to share your great ideas, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know and we'll be in contact with you. Thank you and have a great holiday season.